Welcome to the inaugural episode of Let Me Tell You with Walker Brooks. Today, on this podcast, we will be talking about college sports with a focus on WSU athletics, because I am a freshman at WSU, therefore I have an interest in WSU athletics. But first, let's talk about the homecoming game of WSU's season. First, it was the WSU Cougars, who were three and three versus the three and three, or yes, three and three Colorado Buffaloes from Boulder, Colorado. First of all, homecoming, big game. Everyone showed up. The student section, rowdy, even though it was raining. I was the update anchor for the KUTR student radio, so I did not go to the game, but I listened to the game and watched the game on TV. So here are my giant takeaways. The defense has improved since UCLA, Utah, and Arizona State, but Buffalo isn't that big of a challenge, so honestly, you can't put too much stock in the game. I would say the secondary played their best game of the year, easily. They did have the advantage of the rain, so there were a lot of sloppy mistakes on both sides. Good thing it's close to Halloween, because both teams had a lot of butterfingers. The quarterback play for Washington State was much better. Not was better, not much better than the Buffaloes because I would I was a little surprised, honestly, because this is Anthony Gordon's first year and Steven Montez is in his second or third year as a starter. So I thought he'd be able to handle the cold weather because he also plays in Colorado, so the weather is fairly similar to the Palouse. So that was shocking. One of the big it was very sloppy game. One of the other big takeaways was the field goal kicker for Buffalo. Missed two field goals out of three, which was unusual and very uncharacteristic for him because heading into this game, he was 10 for 11 in his first 11 tries. So that was unusual. I think the main story is the offense played well, not up to its potential because the Colorado defense was horrific. I think they could have put up at least 50 points and that would have been what you expected from this team. I also think that the defense played better, including those two interceptions, the George Hicks the third is for his first of the year, and his um, his scrambling, the scrambling interception, where the Colorado quarterback threw it, picked it off, beautiful play, and then the first quarter interception by Marcus Strong, which really set the tone for the day, I think. I think it was a, a very solid play. Marcus, Smart did, Marcus Strong did a good job, but we could have had Three more interceptions. The defense dropped a lot of interceptions. It was sloppy play. Even though you win handily, it was very sloppy. I mean, you can't do that against Oregon. I mean, if we didn't have Max Borgie, we would have had no offense the entire day. I mean, Oregon, with their quarterback, who is better than Anthony Gordon, I would say, purely based on his experience factor. But I think that is about it. The only thing that's better about the Oregon team, I mean, they have a really... no. The only thing that's better about the Oregon offense is they have a traditional. They do. They have a traditional play calls. Playing calls. They have a traditional playbook and where they run the ball more than we do, since we use the air raid philosophy. I think if they can establish a run against us, they will be very successful. If they can't establish a run and they are forced to pass, I think our defense has played well enough that they can hold Justin Herbert because I've watched him play and he makes some sloppy mistakes. I don't know why he came back for. His, fourth year he already had his degree 
mean, maybe he thought, I mean, he's probably going to win the Pac-12 North. He's very unlikely we'll get in the, we're technically still in the Pac-12 North conversation, but it's very unlikely that we will maintain that position unless we win it all. And then Oregon and UW tank, but that's unlikely. So I think that our, we played well. Max Borgie really saved the day. There's nothing special about this Oregon team. I think they just can recruit five-star players who never actually end up playing to a five-star level. Like, Oregon never actually has the stud. Like, they have a number one. They have a number one prospect. He hasn't done much this year. The defensive end yeah, hasn't done much. I just don't think it's that great. I think we have a chance to beat anyone. I it's very This season's very frustrating because I believe we've had a chance to beat everyone we've played except Utah. We could have, we should have handily destroyed UCLA. We should have beat Arizona. We should be six and one, but it doesn't matter. That's in the past. Nothing to do about it now. No revisionist history. I just think it's frustrating when you were being slept on, and I was like, "Oh, you start three zero. Oh, we can do this. We can win the Pac twelve. UCLA is coming. It's, it's home. It's a home game. We should be able to throttle them. We put up sixty three points against them. 64, I'm sorry. Maybe lose. Given the offense had four turnovers, but they put 64 points. It's ridiculous. So, I think in conclusion, to win the game against Oregon, which will decide our season. If we are 4-4, four and four, we are out of all contention for anything. But if we beat them, we're still in contention. We're not out of this. We just, we still have to run the table. So, one game at a time. Beat Oregon. I think the keys to beating Oregon are forcing Justin Herbert to beat us. Because I don't think he can do it. I think he's not as good as everyone else is saying. I think as long as we can stop the run and not let their little shifty running back establish a running game, then I would say we can do this. We can beat Oregon. We just have to stop their running game and force them to be one-dimensional. If we can force Justin Herbert to be one-dimensional, he can't beat us. He needs the running game to succeed so that the defense doesn't rely doesn't figure him out. We just need to stop the run. Let me tell you. Next segment. All right, so we are going to be focusing on mostly on college football, but since the World Series is coming along and I'm a huge baseball fan, I wanted to give you my take, my predictions, and as of 9.56 a.m. on the day one of the World Series, October 22nd. Now, I'm a huge Giants fan. Tough year for us. But I'm glad the Dodgers lost because I hate them. The passion. Horrific fan base. Hate them all. No, just kidding. Don't like the Dodgers. But I say the Astros win it in either four or five. I'm leaning more towards five because I believe Max Scherzer. What I don't understand is the Nationals, it'll end up being four games, I'm saying. But if the Nationals start, the Nationals should start Corbin tonight because the Astros are starting Cole. And you're probably, you don't want to waste one of your top two starters because Corbin isn't going to win you a game. You should pair, you just need to throw Corbin to the Wolves against Cole because Cole's going to throw seven and two-thirds innings, ten strikeouts, one run. He's going to be dominant like he always is. So why waste Scherzer or Strasburg? You don't want to do that. So you play Corbin tonight, then you go with Strasburg. I know Strasburg has been better, but I just trust Mad Max more for some reason. It's just that gut feeling you have. I think you play Mad Max game three against Granky. You beat him, but this won't happen. This is what they should do. 
you play Mad Max Game 3 against Granky. You get that one because Granky's going to throw up on the mound. So then you're at least don't get swept. Because Nationals aren't going to win. I mean, they're a good team. Second in offense in the National League, National League, I believe. They have Juan Soto, that dude's a baller. Victor Robles, really good. Trey Turner, sneakily underrated. No one's talking about him. He had a great rookie year four years ago. He's had a good year every single year. I mean, he doesn't ever do anything bad. He's a great player. But no one talks about him for some weird reason. I don't understand. So I'm going to say, if the Nationals go with my strategy of starting Corbin, game one, they they lose in five. If they don't, they get swept. And the MVP... I'm tempted to say Yardon, Yardon Alvarez, but he sucked in the ALCS. Like one for something. It was really bad. But then you got to go with Bregman. That guy is amazing. He just he plays baseball so well. Everything. His defense, amazing. He plays third base like a shortstop. He's got because he was a shortstop at LSU, but he's played so fluidly. His offense is fantastic. I I feel like. Jose Altuve spent all of his energy getting them to the World Series. So he will produce, but not at an MVP level, a very good level, not MVP. But also, the World Series MVP usually goes to someone totally underrated. So my dark horse MVP for the World Series would probably be Josh Reddick. Let's go Josh Reddick. Why not? Actually, no. Yeah, Josh Reddick. He is my dark horse. My contender for the MVP is who should be the NL MVP, Alex Bregman. And if you want really good odds, I mean really good odds for the MVP, which won't happen, but just if you want to put down five bucks and have a chance shot in the dark for a big payday, you should bet uh, Kurt Suzuki, the catcher for the Nationals. I think it's plus 50. It's really good odds. Barstool was tweeting it out. <laughs> Love Barstool. Okay, so... Back to our last segment, the surprise upset of the week. We have Wisconsin, who I love. I love watching Wisconsin play, purely because of Jonathan Taylor. That man can ball. He's just so good. I mean, it's ridiculous. Do you know he had a, Let me tell you. He had a scholarship to Harvard. Turned it down because, well, he wanted to play at a Power 5 school. Wisconsin's a great football school, and it's a very good academic school. Nonetheless, so he turned out Harvard, went to Wisconsin. He should win the Heisman. He's fantastic. Don't give me that. Tua. Tua plays in Alabama. All Alabama quarterbacks play well, I feel, in Alabama. Not necessarily in the NFL. But Jonathan Taylor should win the Heisman. And Wisconsin lost to Illinois. That was a bad game, let me tell you. It was just horrific. It's just embarrassing if you're a Wisconsin fan to lose a game like that. But on the bright side, Wisconsin usually loses a bad game every year, so at least you got it over with early. Let me tell you, if they run the table, I want them in the playoffs. Thanks for listening to Let Me Tell You. Let me tell you. Have a good one. Keep it up. Go Cougs. Go Giants. Go Knights. Thanks for listening.